Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Come back. Hour number two. We are loaded up here. We got Sue's News coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Also an interview. This is kind of fun for me and for those of you who are Mizzou fans. Our friend um, Alex Rich, who always swings in on a Wednesday afternoon. Fred is aware of this. He helped put this together. Uh, he had an interview that he did just a short time ago this afternoon with Brady Cook, and we're going to roll that back, the Mizzou quarterback. Alex was down with uh, some of his family members at the Cotton Bowl and had a great time. So Brady agreed to do an interview, and we're going to test Alex's interviewing skills, Sue, <laughs> and see how good, those good. are this afternoon. So we always visit with him on a Wednesday. It seemed like a good fit. That's coming up here. we got Kilmeade in the next hour on 97.1 FM Talk. Our first visit with Brian of the year. And then uh, Billboard Chris, who just does a great job up there in Canada on some of the trans issues. He travels all across this country as well. And I don't know, Sue, I, I may have touched on this yesterday. Did you hear the whole decision by USA Boxing to allow biological men to compete against biological women? Well, that's complete insanity. It's nonsense. Okay. And we'll, we'll highlight that with Chris that, as well. <laughs> I mean, it, well, they have to have the hormones just right, and all this oh, other yeah, that, stuff. Oh yeah, that'll work. That'll make a difference. Yeah, right? and you know what? These women uh, are not. Uh, we'll see if they want to fight. I mean, that's dangerous. Very dangerous, and more so than some of the other sports, which are also look, dangerous. To your point, a couple have already come out and said no. So yeah, you, I mean, we'll it's see where, where that takes us. Um, I have a story oh, here, but I was thinking about something. Mad. I knew it would make you mad. Oh. I knew it would get you all riled up. I had uh, in a bit of an epiphany. I think it was this morning. I was like laying in bed. I'm thinking, man, I got some big challenges moving forward here with Fred, Sue. Because as you oh, know, oh, yeah. yesterday yeah. We, um, we revealed the information that Fred is going to be inducted here on February 1st into the St. Louis Media Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, it's very and exciting. It's very exciting. It's a big deal. And Frank Absher was in here yesterday who runs the hall or the, you know, the organization. And uh, we're excited about that. And Fred deserves it. There's no doubt about about that. Oh, I, sure. I don't know if you saw it. I tweeted something out today and Kenny Wallace retweeted it. And then did you see what he no, said? No, uh, that's so cute. Wait, what I got, I got to see if I oh find Kenny. Gosh. So I, I basically just sent a tweet out saying that, um, did you see my tweet, Fred? No, I okay. didn't. Well, what I said was, just so you know, I said, Fred uh, is great. I did. I and said, he's the best. Here, what the hell? This is such yeah, great is news good. and so deserved for Fred Bottomer Camo X. That was the handle on X, formerly Twitter. He's going to be inducted into the St. Louis Hall of Fame, Media Hall of Fame, February 1st. And I said 90% of the success of my show is because Fred is my executive Aww. producer. Well, then I did that's a double accurate. take. That's well, no, wait. I did oh, a double oh, take. I said, okay, maybe 99%. <laughs> right? So, Kenny, let's see if I can find Kenny's retweet because. Um, 
I got the audio that's that? playing. Oh, that's okay. the audio that's playing from my iPad. That's what happens. But Kenny had retweeted this, and he included um, w- with his retweet, as you might remember or you might expect. He how about old Fred Bottenheimer over there, ladies and gentlemen? He he put the pronouncer for Bottenheimer. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. I got so many tweets today. I can't even. Oh, it says I agree. Fred Bonner Camwex is a good man. Congratulations, Fred. Bottenheimer. As he, <laughs> but going back to my challenges here, because I almost got distracted here. And well, you Fred, know, Fred's Kenny, aware. Kenny really raised my awareness, name awareness. By the Bottenheimer. You know what? He really did, yeah. which, which which was not a bad a thing. Point, but Fred's going to have appreciation for this because you're a football fan and you watch Monday Night Football. And uh, isn't Joe Buck being inducted with yeah, him? Yeah, he is. But Fred, I'm think being about inducted this. with Joe Buck. Let's put it that way. Well, there you I go. don't know about that. But <laughs> You know how when when Joe introduces his broadcast partner, Troy Aikman, what does he say? Let's Every time. Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer. Welcome inside our broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Buck along with the Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl champion yeah. quarterback, Troy Aikman. Every time. Booth, Listen. I'm Joe Buck along with the Hall of Famer, Troy Aikman. <laughs> oh, Welcome every time. Broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Buck, the Hall of Famer. Troy Aikman's coming right up. So I think that that's going to be required. I mean, Hall I don't think we can Fred refer Bottenheimer? to Fred. Yeah, when I when I bring Fred, yeah. you know, to different segments here on the show, it's got to be the Hall of Famer Fred Bottomer, yeah. right? Let's just do that for a day, <laughs> all right? And then we can go back to normal. You know, Fred, we were thinking about, uh, I wonder if the place will be packed because of Joe Buck or whether you think that, you know, he gets, <laughs> oh, 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 he gets so Joe's many going there, awards sorry. that, you know, it's not that big a deal. What are your thoughts there? Oh, no, I think this is a big deal. I think he'll have a lot of people there. Okay. You know I'm counting on it so they're not all looking at me. Oh, I hear that. they're going to be there for you, too. You know what's funny, though, Fred? You'll, you'll get a kick out of this maybe more than Sue, and I think the audience will appreciate it. I, 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 people, do you ever go on to YouTube or any other parts of the Internet and you say, how do people have the time to do this? Yes. Someone, You know how I found that audio of him with, with Aikman in saying Hall no. of Famer? Someone has montaged, and I think it's about 30 minutes, every intro, they claim, what? every intro that Joe Buck has ever done with a football game with Troy Aikman. Like every single one <laughs> of them. So the first, the, you, you have to get, I told Abby, I said, you got to get to the five minute mark where you start saying Hall of Famer because the first portion of the broadcast career with Troy, he wasn't in the Hall of Fame. So then he gets in the Hall of Fame and Joe changes it up there. So I thought well, that was good of you kind of interesting. That. Thank you. There you go. All right, let's, uh, let's do this here. Oh, that's the wrong thing. I feel theme. like I'm missing something. Uh, yeah, you are. And let me just say this. I screwed something up because I, I do have this really good story about EV charging stations, but I took up too much time there at the beginning, oh. so we will get to those. All right. <clears throat> Take two. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News, sponsored by Mr. Appliance, speedy expert service, MrAppliance.com. You know, I had a a heartening experience this morning, and that is uh, it was an Odyssey day. We had an Odyssey. That's who owns this uh, lovely radio station. That's our company. Uh, A a volunteer day, and we went to the USO in Lambert Airport and made sandwiches, which uh, were not elaborate. I mean, you know, a couple pieces of bread, and you could have ham or turkey with your cheese. Um, for the for the the guys, the military guys coming and traveling, you know, headed to Fort Leonard Wood and whatnot, traveling over the holidays. Nice. And there were some of the nicest kids. I've been there before, and it's amazing. It's so uplifting to be yes. there and see what's going on. It it just I don't know that these young kids, because all we hear about is uh, yet no one wants to serve or to having problems with the youth, the blah blah blah. No one. Lo- these guys were great. Well, where do they come in? Uh, what do you mean where? Well, like where were you? 
We were uh, this the actual USO in Lambert Airport is by the uh, luggage where you retrieve your luggage in the main. Oh yeah, in the main terminal. Airport. Okay, yeah. all right. I don't get to that main terminal very uh, much. So, and I hadn't been there in a long time. But I, I'm telling you, it was heartening. It was uplifting. They all called me ma'am. It was very sweet. <laughs> well, that was nice of you to do. Well, I'm sure. not sure I'm great, but it was cool to be in there and see them. I don't know. It was just heartening. On this day in history, 102 years ago, in 1922, the sarcophagus of King Tut was discovered by British Egyptologist Howard Carter. That was 102 years ago. Then I looked it up, and then there's a debate over, no, 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 he found it in November. No, he opened it on this day. I mean, okay, I can't ever win, but it was about 102 years ago. I shouldn't be ready with this, but Fred, does your your brain go to anything when you hear King Tut? Uh, just Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve, yeah, Steve Martin's song is right. it? Right. Born in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I should. If I had known that was coming, we would have baked a cake, oh, you know as they what? say. We would have provided that audio. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I'm occurred to me. Happy yes. Sue said sarcophagus so well. Oh, I know that was impressive. Thanks. Let me yeah. tell you something. I, thank you, Fred. Be, I noticed that too. <laughs> might be the only thing impressive about this entire thing. And on this day in history, 51 years ago, in 1973. New York Yankees were purchased by George Steinbrenner. Can you guess for how much he bought them? $1.5 million. Hmm. Uh, $25 million. What do you think, Ab? Uh, $10 million. That's the closest. $12 million. $12 million. I knew it was a low now, amount. The Yankees today are worth? $5 billion. Uh, $7.2 billion. More than that. That was specific, Fred, because I think you knew it's seven point one billion dollars. Oh I, I wouldn't have gone over if, if I we were really playing knew. the prices. Wow, you were nice really job. killing it. But yeah, and that's not bad for fifty years uh, worth of uh, income there or uh, mm-hmm. growth. Whew. In an effort to battle deep fake images, I think this is kind of a stroke of genius. Well, I guess they had to, or AI-generated photos. Camera companies. Uh, like Nikon, Canon, Sony, are coming up with technology that automatically embeds digital signatures on all the photos taken. Now, these signatures will be very difficult to mess with, and they will include things like time, date, location, and photographer. And they're figuring that this is the only way that you can tell if something is legit or whether it has been AI-generated, which apparently is already a problem. When a photographer sends a photo to a news organization, Sony then, for instance, has authentication servers that will search for the embedded digital signatures, make sure it's a legit photo before they publish it. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it had to happen. It, it did. I'm glad that you have technology like that. By the way, 90% of uh, companies, uh, the camera companies that, you know, 90% of them are Japanese. I mean, the, the the income from cameras go to the Japanese mm. companies. That, that's how hardcore they are. Now, I have kind of a cute story, and this has a little bit of sound. Ah, I love these stories. Last month, someone near Fort Myers, Florida, found a pet pigeon that went missing 15 months ago during Hurricane Ian. He was outside a hair salon. And they could tell he wasn't a wild animal. They found a, one of those little bracelets on his ankle with a phone number on it. And they got him back to his owners just in time for Christmas. Listen. I was in the back getting my hair colored. And uh, Jennifer told me that Tammy was out here because there was a bird trying to get in the building. The client 
grabbed it and held it up. Called him to see if uh, he was missing a bird, and uh, he said it had been missing since the hurricane. You know, we called that our little Christmas miracle. Wow, look at that. Isn't that cute? Wow. Great. I didn't know people uh, kept pigeons as pets Nor anymore, did I. but uh, that was an eye-opener. And since Mark told us the story yesterday of the possum in his yard, I thought I would do this one. <laughs> yes. Binks, a family cat in Oklahoma, saved the family dog while it was being attacked by two coyotes. Oakley, a, a six-year-old Havanese, just a little tiny thing, was injured by the coyotes but is now on the mend and alive thanks to Binks, just a black cat, jumped out just in time to scare off both coyotes. And there's a little, there's a a picture of the owner of Binks in Oakley, and uh, uh, they were talking about what happened. But the little dog is there with a cast on, and the cat's just like, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. I got rid of those coyotes. You got any problems with that? It was awesome. My cats would do that. You know, I think people underestimate the bond that different animals have. My my cats and dogs play together. I mean, in unique ways, but they really do. Could your cat scare off two coyotes? Yeah. I think if they put their mind to it, yes. Abby? I don't think mine could. He's kind of afraid to be outside. Well, that might be a downer. Yeah, he grew up as a stray cat, so he doesn't. He likes being inside. Oh, However, yeah. if the coyotes come inside. He, he might be a fierce competitor, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, Sue's News is brought to you by Mr. Appliance. Speedy expert service. Go to MrAppliance.com. Finally, in Sue's News, we have today's random fact. Navy bean soup has been served at the U.S. Senate cafeteria every single day for 100 years, but no one knows exactly how the tradition got started. Yeah, they've been serving it for over 100 years. No one's ordered it <laughs> I, well, Why would time, they right? still make it? They would have to. Somebody I've been to that Senate dining it. room, by the way. I've been How is it? Is it fancy? Yeah, not really. I mean, I, uh, Senator McCaskill took me there before she turned completely into a lunatic in the past few years. Yeah. But no, it's just a kind of a basic little room. It's nothing fancy okay, or anything here's like the other that. Thing. I didn't. Re- so the Senate has its own, and then the, the uh, oh yeah, representatives have their they have right. their own. It's so you you know I went to Washington years ago thinking that there were relationships between yeah. people in the House and Senate. There really aren't. They're so the Senate is very elitist, and they don't want anything to do with the House until they get one of their bills that they can kind of tear up and do something to. Eh. No, it's very different. All right. Well, that's it for Sue's News. All right. Thank you, Sue. Appreciate it. We have uh, our friend Alex Rich, who always visits with us on Wednesday afternoons. He uh, he does some stuff on Y98 in the morning, but he is going to bring us a little bit of a chat with Mizzou quarterback, Cotton Bowl champion, Brady Cook, coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for 25 dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. 35 dollars per line connection charge apply see t-mobile.com 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Oh, with a lot of bumper music, I might just kind of get out of it early, but Tom Petty's there. Man, I'm going to play a lot more of it. I, I had the opportunity, I think this is on Amazon, if you have it. I had not watched the uh, Wildflowers documentary that I think came out last year. A bunch of archive, you know, audio and video, and it is really... There's another um, documentary on Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers called Running on a Dream. I think it's like a four-hour documentary, which is outstanding. But the making of Wildflowers is exceptionally good as well. We have our friend Alex Rich from Y98 in the studio with us most Wednesdays. He's back with us this afternoon after another whirlwind trip whirlwind trip over, around man. the planet, right? I tell you what, we went down to Dallas for the uh, Cotton Bowl and then uh, over to Miami for a little yacht cruise for the New Year's Sunset. It was a. It was That's just a normal, nice. just a normal New Year's. Oh my God! Who doesn't what do that, life. right? What a life. That was a uh, good time. But you, let, let's explain this thing with the Cotton Bowl because you got uh, a pretty special invite. It was a little unique, right? It was a little unique. My buddy Matt Martin owns uh, Sugar Fire. That's our boy Matt. The He's, one that by my house, I think he yeah, owns that one, yeah, right? Forty four and Wentzville and Wing Haven. Yeah, right. Um, and his nephew actually is Brady Cook. You know what's funny is we, we played with Matt. Alex and I played with Matt four years ago. We played golf. He right? hits the ball a mile. But mm. remember, Brady was just coming in. When we played that summer, he was a freshman, and we were talking. I knew of him. I knew the reputation right. he had, and Matt was talking about him. And, you know, it took a couple of years, but lo and behold, look what happened to Brady Cook, I'm right? telling you. And, and it's awesome what he's done. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we got to go down with, the, um, with his family and – what a time, man. The support that he has from his crew, I mean, it's just incredible. So we 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 drove down, and it was cool to be a part of it. You know? But you also manifested this into what we're about to air, yeah, right? Yeah, I manifested this, and I think this is one of the first— uh, this may be one of the first ever post-game interviews days after the Cotton Bowl with Brady Cook. Here it is. Uh, how's, how are you feeling, dude? I mean, like, that's the first question. Congratulations, obviously, on winning the Cotton Bowl— but how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, we're special. Um, you know, physically, maybe not as good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's been a really, really cool year. And to cap it off like that down in Dallas was really special. Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, I thought the coolest thing about the entire season was, obviously, you grew up a diehard Mizzou guy. You always dreamt of playing football at Mizzou. You wanted to be the quarterback at Mizzou. You're in this position. You take the team that you've loved your entire life to the Cotton Bowl and you win the Cotton Bowl. Being a hometown kid here in St. Louis, going to Mizzou, what does this all mean to you? What does it mean to you personally? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's hard to put it in words, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I've been asked this question, and it's hard to put it in words. It feels like it feels like I'm living the dream that I've always had. It feels like I'm in it, and I've really just tried to just take a step back and just kind of really sit in it and feel it and enjoy it and not, you know, not, not rush it by too quick, you know, because uh, it really is a blessing. And, um, you know, it's not every day you get to 
really understand and feel like you're living out your dream. So it's been special. No doubt. And it's it's incredible to sit back and watch because I see it from the perspective, obviously, I was at the game with your family and you see how proud they are of you, right? Like it, it, it hits so different than anything else because it's you're surrounded by people that truly care. They truly support everything that you do and everything you've done and gotten you to this point and talk a little bit about that support system that you've had throughout this entire process yeah i mean you know first of all my parents have been there for me since day one uh since i first played the sport in uh, second grade i mean they've been there every game every practice uh no matter what they've been there for me and uh, you know, believe it or not, they've had some tough times throughout the process, too. Um, you know, it hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows and happy smiles. You know, last season was very tough on all of us. Um, you know, it's mentally draining, and I know it was tough for them. And, you know, so to see a season like this unfold and, uh, you know, to look back at the broadcast and see them smiling as I'm playing, uh, just to see them enjoying it, uh, I mean, I, I can't put it into words. It, it, it's so special. and. Uh, I'm just happy they got to enjoy a little bit of it. Yeah, and seeing their perspective, it's so cool. Like, again, just how proud they are of you. And, you know, separate from football, honestly, I, I had told them after the game, there's so many different people that, you know, could be or if they were in your position, they could act a different way or maybe think they were better than the next person. And getting to know you a little bit, getting to know your family, that's not at all how you think. And I think that is probably the coolest thing that a lot of people may not know about you is just you're an overall good dude and come from a great family. And I think your family did a hell of a job raising just a great guy that happens to be a pretty good football player um, to go along with it for sure. So first thought, though, when you're standing out there on the field, obviously that stadium was packed. It was an incredible atmosphere. I personally think, you know, Mizzou showed out. The black and gold was very prominent compared to the um, the red Ohio State in the stadium. But first thought that goes through your mind when you realize, like, dude, we just we just won the Cotton Bowl. I led this team to the Cotton Bowl, and we won the Cotton Bowl. Man, you know, it, uh, it felt just like a weight lifted off my back. Um, and it felt like I could finally just kind of take it in and enjoy it and kind of let my worries go. Um, man, just enjoy it. I, uh, whenever that, whenever we took that last knee and, uh, you know, we knew we had it and, you know, 2023 was a cap. Um, you know, it was just, it was, it was cool, man. I mean, just looking around and seeing, seeing all the fans, you know, I mean, unbelievable how many fans we traveled to Dallas. Um, and just to see how loud they were and into it and, and how proud uh, me and the team made them. Um, man, I mean, I just, I, I truly believe that the university deserves this type of year and this type of finish, and the fans did. And, the, and I mean, it's just it, it, all around, um, you know, good for the Tigers, is yeah. what I'd say. Yeah, and I think what a lot of people don't see is how hard you truly do work behind the scenes. I know you and I were texting a little bit today and it's like, you're already back to work, but what you obviously achieved a lot this season. When you look ahead to next year, how do you top this season? How do you make next year even better? Obviously the ultimate goal is to win a national championship. And obviously with the new playoff system next year, you know, you got a real shot at it and that's gotta be a pretty great feeling going into the year. How do you make next year better? 
I mean, I think I think the reality of it is that you know our standards are now raised. Um, you know, our goals are going to be higher. You know, the first two goals that come to mind and something that's going to be uh, in the forefront the whole offseason is number one, an SEC championship, and number two, uh, you know, a college football playoff berth. Uh, we all know it. It's a 12-man team uh, playoff next year. Uh, this year, you know, we we'll still be playing. Um, so it's right there. Um, you know, our goals are right there in front of us, and uh, we're just going to have to go back to work in January, rebuild this thing, uh, replace some key pieces, and, uh, you know, get the train rolling. Yeah, man, it's awesome. I think a lot of people are excited for next season. I think you have definitely been a key part of putting Mizzou football on top of people's minds. And you guys had a lot of doubters out there this year. And, you know, from last year to this year, you've come a long way to to change a lot of those doubters' thoughts and, and you know, what they've thought about uh, the team in the past. And I think, uh, you know, you've proved a lot of people wrong. And, uh you know, I applaud you for that, and it, it's really awesome, man. I'm proud to uh, proud to be a part of it any way I can, and to be to be able to see from the sidelines with your family the entire process. It's just been it's been incredible. So, uh, congratulations to you. It's awesome. I gotta ask because uh, there's one question that I, I I'm dying to know, and someone may or may not have wanted me to ask you. When Brady Cook is at home, he's in St. Louis. What's Brady Cook eating for lunch? Man, I mean, that's easy. Uh, I'm actually headed there right now. Uh, I just finished up a training session. Uh, and, man, I'm about to go get my protein in. About to go get all the goods over at Sugar Fire in Wentzville. That's the spot. Um, but, yeah, you know it, man. I'm, I'm going to head over to Sugar Fire, get some brisket, and probably get a shake and stuff it off. I love it, brother. Let him cook and cook. He did. Brady Cook, quarterback of the Missouri Tigers. Thanks so much for joining me, and uh, we're all looking forward to uh, what's next. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your support, and I appreciate um, all the fans out there who who support any way they can. uh, We're going to make it another special year in 2024. Awesome. We'll be watching, brother. Thanks again. Thank you. Look at that. That's Brady Cook, our own Alex Rich. And there's nice a little job. Hey, look, Alex. Fred has pointed out here there's a little radio history that just happened, and the, the audience isn't probably even aware. But Alex, who does the radio thing on the air, you know, part, part time, yeah. but you've never really done an interview like that. I've never really been in control of it. You know, I, you know, thank God Fred was here to hit record for me, or I wouldn't have known what, what in the world I was you doing. Were, I'm sorry. That's really the good. future Hall of Famer. <laughs> yes, Fred. excuse well, me. Address thank him you. correctly, Bob, Alex. My all bad. right. My bad. But you did, I gave you one tip during when the two, you know, I think Fred already told you this, and the audience probably realizes it too. All you have to do is that when Brady is not talking and you're answering him a question, you just turn him down because he was in his car and yeah. you could hear the noise. Yeah, it sounded know. like the vacuum cleaner was I on. I don't know the Brady, are you side. vacuuming the house right now? <laughs> what are you doing? Let but that was a good interview. Good for Thank you. It was a great interview. That Thank was you. awesome. We're pro- I'm proud of you. Brady. You know, it's a, it's somebody people want to hear from right now, so you figure... Well, I'm a big Mizzou chat. guy, and, you know, look, you, you had to have a blast. The game was relatively boring, but I don't care because so, in the end, they got the victory. Totally. And, I've got a question for you, yeah, Alex. what's up? Where did you sit in the stadium um, with the family? Well, the, the stadium, so his parents sat down below, and then, uh, like, aunts, uncles, some cousins and stuff sat up. That stadium is huge. Like, yeah. mm. first row of kind of the first balcony there. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's. I mean, I wasn't right down. Have you on been top there before? Field. Never. To that state, I've never, never been but there either. There's a reason, I guess, that the Cowboys haven't lost at home this year. It's a big stadium. The TV is overwhelming in there. 
goes from like the ginormous 20, from like the twenty yard line <laughs> right. to the twenty yard line. Um, wow. You got you know they did that the pregame. Mizzou did had this insane pregame at the new Texas Rangers stadium. Oh, I heard about that like eleven thousand people. Yeah, it was awesome. They had the band out there. They had the alumni association was doing a dinner on the field. It was cool. They did it the right way. And walking around in Dallas, man, oh man. The black and gold traveled like crazy. I did not see hardly any Ohio State gear out and about. Well, and you know, look, the, the the bottom line on that is Ohio State felt like they should be playing for the championship. They lost their final game. Michigan goes on, but it, you know, they weren't apparently they weren't as thrilled as Mizzou fans. But I'll take it, right? You, you get the victory, no doubt. And that that does. Let's be honest. You know, you show up like that, that gets the attention of the other bowl committees when they're making decisions in consequential years or in, you know, consecutive years, whatever you want to say. Sorry, brain, again, not functioning this afternoon. Alex, hang on. We're coming back with more. We got Brian Kilmeade coming up after the top of the hour here on 97.1 FM Talk. We have not spoken with Brian in several weeks. He had a little time off. I was shocked. He had some time off during the holidays where he wasn't on Fox. Chris Elston, who is known as Billboard Chris up in Canada, but he um, travels the world, really. I was going to say the country. He travels his own country, travels this country. He's been to England on the trans issues. Uh, You have a reaction. You have a trans male who campaigned to um, defund a rape shelter. This is stunning because it would not allow trans women. So, in other words, you have biological women who are in a rape treatment center because they've been raped by men and they wanted to allow a biological male with a penis into the rape center and the rape <sighs> center didn't want to do that. But the trans male that felt that that was wrong sued over it. That, Are that's you the, kidding? That's me? the nuttiness that we live in, in, in 2023. Uh, here's, this is kind of nutty too. Alex Rich from Y98 visiting with us here on this Wednesday afternoon. Let me toss this out because you were a collegiate athlete and um, Sue works out quite. I think we all kind of do some exercise. Fred's walking around the parking lot out there half the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, he is. He's Good grief. His, That's it. <laughs> and, which is true. Alex, have you ever seen him do that? I, One time maybe. I was leaving, and Fred was like, sir, it looked like he had lost his car. I was Circle worried about block. him. But no, then he said he's just doing his, it gets his steps in. Is I walk right? up, all, up and down the levels and the steps of the parking lot. Wow. He also loots cars if they're open, but he <laughs> yeah. doesn't tell us well, that. He yeah. kind of shakes, he or jiggles some handles. security, you never know. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> this is the headline from Joe Kinsey at OutKick. I want to be a 400-pound gym teacher, but I'm being discriminated against. Now, listen to this. This is a 44-year-old guy, David Lopez, is so furious at Wayne State University in Detroit. He's now filed a $1 million lawsuit against the school because it won't let him do his student teaching virtually. So he says, according to the Detroit News, they don't think I fit the description of what a PE teacher was because I'm very overweight. It was 400 pounds. They didn't want me to graduate with my certification because I didn't fit what they perceived to be a gym teacher because of my size and because of my weight. There's no doubt that that was the reason why. There was no other reason I passed everything. So they said, look, there's no weight discrimination going on here. The teaching requirements are dictated by school districts where the student teaching takes place. But but where it gets interesting is he has a doctor's note, literally a doctor's note, that says that he should be accommodated with virtual teaching of physical education because he can't stand or walk for long periods. Think about that just for a second. Noodle on that. So you have a gym teacher who cannot walk or stand long enough mm. to be... Hmm, what's that called? Oh, yeah, a gym teacher. Oh, boy. And now he's, and you know, the sad thing is he'll probably, yeah, they'll probably, probably cave. somehow 
He'll probably somehow win this lawsuit. He claims that a Wayne State professor told him he wasn't qualified to be a gym teacher, and now the guy who can barely stand or walk is mad at that professor. He goes, suing the school is my last option. I don't want to do it, but I'm doing it because I have nothing. I have no way to earn a living now because they took away my opportunity to get a degree. All I asked for Hmm. was reasonable accommodation. That that makes no sense, by the way. But that's... That's kind of the amazing. PE teacher that people jobs have aren't uh, aren't they're slim to come by. I mean, it's a specific. It's not just any teacher. There's there's only one one or two PE teachers at each school. So maybe other people were more qualified. I wonder. You know, mm-hmm. and, and my my dad actually was a PE adapted PE teacher. Was he for a long time? My cousin is also. What do you, a PE what do you mean what adapted? adapted? What does that mean uh, exactly? for kids for with special needs? Oh, uh, that's oh, neat. Nice. Yeah. So, um, say if there's a like a child that's blind, he'll take them aside and work with them on using like a a, b- awesome. a ball that beeps or makes noise that's to great. you know stuff like that. So he did that for a long time. I, I wasn't and, big... and and Norm is in not he's not like in peak athletic shape, of course. But he can stand and walk. Absolutely. Uh, I always have these horrifying memories from PE class when I was younger. I mean, I was probably one of the last kids that was picked, you know, when you played kickball oh. and stuff like that. I, I wore the Husky sizes when I was in elementary school and junior high and high school. So I didn't always have the best experiences. I mean, for me to climb to the top of that damn rope, it never happened. It never will happen. All these other things that they made you do in PE class. But I'm always curious because my daughter has PE class now, and I'm always curious what, what kind of things that she does in Remember there. Remember we always had to go for the presidential, what was that? Yeah. The presidential. Yeah, right. Did you huh? do that, what is Alex? That? No. I, climbed, I did climb to the top and ring the bell at the rope. Is that what that we're talking That was what about? I'm talking about. No, well, but you had the physical education test where you had to do so many push-ups and Oh, sit and reach like and all that stuff. Yeah, but, but they, they called call it, it the something. Presidential the presidential seal of something or or fit, Schwarzenegger metal, got involved like in that. that. He was appointed by, um, I think it was not W. It was his dad. When, when Bush was, was president in the late 80s, early 90s, he appointed uh, – Schwarzenegger to some role involving that he would go around to high schools and you know elementary schools and c- try to get people motivated on fitness. Huh. But Sue, are you coming up with anything? A presidential fitness test. There you go. That's right. what they Does call it. Does it say what it was? It was a national physical fitness testing program conducted in the U.S. public middle and high schools from the late 1950s all the way until 2013. Yeah, right. And then, it? what does it say exactly what they did on the presidential uh, let's fitness see. test? And they uh, replaced it with the presidential youth fitness program. Uh, Kraus Weber test, Eisenhower implement the conclusion. No, they don't tell you, but you had here, to wait, do stuff like, yeah, this thing is way standards. too huge. Uh, oh, here, here's one I have. Okay. You had to do, um, I don't even know what these are. It says pull ups. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Right <laughs> angle push ups, one mile run. Mm hmm. Uh, there was a distance option. You could do quarter mile or half mile too. I guess if you, you get to choose, sit and reach. I'm I don't sure remember that. that. Sit and um, reach. You sit with, with your feet up against the box, and you. Well, that's see what how you mentioned. You... Yeah, yeah, it says V sit and reach, and then it says sit and reach. Shuttle run. What's the shuttle run? Uh, I think it's like you you side to side like shuffle. Okay, all right, I got that. Partial you know? curl ups and then curl ups. Curl ups are the under, the hands are under for the pull up. Pull ups are over. Over and then the and other under. Are under. Yeah. I got you. you okay. I'm surprised you guys remembered the name of this. Well, well we did. We didn't. Yeah. We had to Google it, and then we remembered it, right? <laughs> well, I, I just remembered presidential, but that's all I got. Oh, you it. know what? If I page down here, I got all the um, I got all the things. It says curl up says have a student lie on the cushion, clean surface with knees flexed and feet about 12 inches from buttocks. Partner holds feet, arms are crossed, and then you kind of do. It's basically a. Were you sit-up. good at pull ups? I've oh. never done a pull up in my life. You know, I, have, I know. I have. But have you I looked held at me? My school record for a long time of pull ups. Oh, that's in cool. my prime. I did 32. 
Did you really? 32 pull-ups. Wow. It was wow. Yeah. The swimming, I, I was a swimmer, so that upper body strength as well. Oh, there Look you go. It, you know? I'm, I'm impressed. I, that actually is, and, I, and when I say I've never done a pull-up in my, I don't think I'm lying. I really, I know. <laughs> I, don't I, think I, I, have. I have. That's no, a bit. I have no upper body strength. We might so have, I have to see. Either do I, Fred. We might have to see, like, you know, have a little pull-up competition here. <laughs> Here's the one I'm thing not it, sure that yeah. is even a no, competition. No, right now. Yes. Um, Maybe like well, a, you had flexed, flexed arm hang testing using either an overhand grasp or an underhand grip. Student assumes flexed arm hang position with chin clearing that. the bar. Students may be lifted to this position. Student holds this position as long as possible. Flexed arm hang tip. Rather than doing a pull-up to start, lift the participant to the starting position. This decreases any extra exertion. Yeah, that's what they had to do for me. And may possibly increase the... Um, you know, the, the time that they're up there. Oh, these are all the... We're basically now, teaching virtual PE right now. Yeah, we are. You are yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Here's the one thing that's not on the presidential fitness test, and I certainly did this in PE, and I think you guys probably did too. I don't know about Alex, but Fred and Sue. Square dancing. Oh, my goodness, Did you guys goodness, do square yes. dancing? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did You did dancing. it too? What? Yeah, I enjoyed really? the square dancing. What was the point of all that, other than making you as like a, mm. a little kid very uncomfortable to be around girls? At least that's was my reaction. Did you guys I, I change like out for PE? Did you have to change... In junior high, I think, junior. but not maybe not elementary, <clears throat> elementary school. I got a very quick story you'll love. I wasn't a big fan of the locker room and all that well, stuff no, either. I wasn't either, but no, we had to was. change out in high school. I changed out one day, went out. This is the, the quick version. Went out. We were playing dodgeball or whatever it was that day. My shirt felt like it was just not fitting right that day. Something was itching me in my back, and I reached back there, pulled out of my shirt in the middle of the gym a pair of my mom's underwear. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's hysterical. That deserves Kenny Wallace. Oh, my gosh. That is... Uh, that's my fondest that's uh, like an Alex memory. Rich story right yeah. there. No yeah. wonder you could do the most push-ups, yeah, pull-ups. You, know I mean? you got to do something. How many pull-ups do you think you do right now? Like, if, if I were to take you, you could you do a series of them? I could, I could probably... I think I could get ten. Can you really? That's pretty good. I, I think, think that's I can, really com- good. Confidently, I think I can get 10. You know, our, our friend Hannah Gibbs, who um, is on with you on Y98, used to be here producing Hannah's uh, or Annie's show. She She's a big well, gym rat, Surprisingly, right? we've had this conversation. I don't but think- so, like, she posts these videos of her. The first time I saw her doing pull-ups on a machine, I thought she was doing the thing because this is how I do them. You know that machine in the gym where well, you can adjust you. your weight that helps you? Mm-hmm. That's how I do them. I like that one. Yeah. What do you you have it set to like four hundred pounds, so it just you don't it doesn't even move when you step step. Uh, essentially, yeah, that's the way it is. Well, Alex, yeah, we'll thank you for that. um for coming I'm in here. Invite the... you guys out. We're gonna do some pull ups. We well, should do a pull up challenge. Tell you what, let you two go. You. There's no challenge. Well, what if there would be a challenge, Fred? What if I would challenge, for example, Sue and the Hall of Famer to a pull ups, <laughs> you know, contest, and we'd Are set you... the goal of six months from now, and we'd all train for the pull up contest? Huh? You don't I think like you'd it. do that, Sue? Well, I maybe. I mean, I, I don't uh, Boy, if have you ever aspirations of a, winning. If you ever want to give me a targeted retirement date, there you go, yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, don't say that, Fred. You're not trying to do that, no, by the no, way. So the no. pull-up contest is off. That's Sorry about right. that. Never even mentioned it, ladies and gentlemen. We're coming up with Kill Meat after the top of the hour. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.